Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Dan Orlovsky. When I'm looking for safety, I always take the extra steps and listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue. Faces turn red. And rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... The Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... Two guys who run a four-minute 40. Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 250. 250. 250, that's a lot, wow. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I'm your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, Case. How you doing, brother? Well, good now, Chris. I, I was sorry I was gone for so long. I got I got stuck under my mattress for like three weeks. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, in today's show, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to take a, uh, a look at first... A first look at free agency. Uh, we're going to take a look at the Lions' new defensive coordinator. We're going to set up our senior bowl coverage and a whole heck of a lot more. we got a great show lined up. Case, are you ready to go, my man? I mean, I, I was just moving it, and, and my roommate thought I was at work. My work thought I was on vacation. You you just thought I was derelict of duty. I just, Nobody bothered to check under the mattress. Let's kick this off and break it down. Nobody bothered to check under the mattress. It's all, it always gets you. Uh, okay, a couple of quick sounds first. Check us out. Help Gotta us out. check under the mattress, people. <laughs> check. Anytime somebody goes missing. <laughs> On the Patreon, special thanks to Dylan from... Guam! That's right, Guam. And of course, I've been building that up. <laughs> very first donor, Mathis and Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail, I Prevail Check them out. They're extending the tour. There's things to come. Come check them out. You can join the Patreon crew, all those guys, Case, there is me, a bunch of other cool people. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. <laughs> and as little as dollar a month will get you into the Slack. You can always get more. And we definitely, definitely appreciate those who who dig a little deeper and uh, help us out with that a little bit. But uh, we have a great Slack chat, the most intelligent Lions this chat. This guy on needs the a and I'm going to find him <laughs> and just give him a big <laughs> Hey, Tom, thank you very much. Those on YouTube can see. 
I can't see. I know you can't. You're, you're not on YouTube. We just had a <laughs> when somebody subscribes when we're on broadcasting, it shows up with uh, Matt Stafford playing the, uh, the guitar. Oh, right, right, right. I remember. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, I can't make it so you can hear it, but it's it's actually pretty funny. Uh, anyway, yeah, get in, get in, get in, get in, just like Tim did. Tim just now joined us and uh, get access to the, the Slack channel, the pregame stuff, and all kinds of cool chat. You guys get to hear about things that others don't, and before everybody else does it, that is a good time. Also, give us like on facebook instagram uh all those places on facebook it's facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast don't forget the detroit lions podcast and on instagram detroit lions podcast all one word lastly we are available on the tweet machine twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast the very best place to see the case master Ooh, uh with no pants on and if you can crawl out from under the mattress, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. You're going to want that, especially during senior bowl week. We are going to be going live a lot. It won't necessarily all be scheduled. And uh, we've got some really big, big interviews that you guys are going to want to hear. Rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you pick us up. Also, uh, Spotify, iHeart, Pandora, all those places. We love those five-star reviews. It's one of those. Those those make us feel good and and help us keep doing our thing. If you have any constructive criticism, we're more than willing to take that. Head on over to the subreddit and fill us in there, and we can have a great conversation on what we could change to make it better for you. Give us a call via Skype, Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, or call us in the Lion Line. Lions Line, 929-33-LIONS, 929-335-467. Man. Leave us a message to get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. What a crazy, crazy night it has been. I got to tell you, um, Casey and I were supposed to start about three hours ago. <laughs> and um, I needed a little nap. Case decided he's going to take a little nap. My alarm worked. <laughs> this didn't. Mine so didn't. I, sh- I showed you the screenshot on my on my phone. It, I have no idea why it didn't go off. I after, it actually is like as soon as we get done, I need to test it and make sure it's functional. So, so you're there at the real job right. when it's time, right? <laughs> 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 All right. So we're we're case is full of energy right now. So we're going to let him drive yeah, the truck up. a little bit. Uh, we're going to kick off the show with uh, cases cases look at free agency. We call it a a deep dive into the shallow end. Mm-hmm. With case, <laughs> and uh, we'll do that. Um, good stuff going on the in the chat, but I don't want to interrupt Case's insights here. So let's talk about free agency. I think this is a good topic for us here. Heading ahead of the Senior Bowl, we got a lot of draft coverage coming up, and it felt like it was the right time just to touch on free agency, set the table, um, get get some talk going on there, get our thinking going. That happens ahead of the draft, of course, and it's going to affect our draft. So uh, let's get into it, man. And we'll we'll start interviewing with uh, or interact with you guys in the in the uh, chat, really quick here and take your phone calls shortly as soon as we're done with the free agency thing we'll open up the lines for for phone calls okay case let's go deep dive into the shallow end with a broken (laughs) cervical anyway yeah go ahead (laughs) you all know that if you've been listening that i love free agency it's it might be my favorite part of the off season i mean the draft is great the draft is a lot of fun and the draft is the future but the difference with free, free agency is that you're trading in more of known territory 
as opposed to the mm. unknown of rookies. Interesting. Um, I, I, I always feel like tr- you, you have a, a track record, but it's still you're, you're paying a lot of money for guys yes, that often aren't wonderful. That's true. A lot. There is a lot of paying for the outlier. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not suggesting otherwise. It's just that compared to rookies. Uh, who you who are a, seemingly a total crapshoot, right? Right. Um, you, you're at least trading in what is the best, the closest you can get to known commodities in in free agency. Yeah, yeah. Even even if you're overpaying for them a lot of the time, yeah, <laughs> at yeah, least yeah, you yeah. at least you theoretically know what you're getting. Um, now, obviously, that doesn't always pan out, and and a lot happens, you know, with injuries and guys not meshing with new teams. But you, you get my point, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Right, girls, calm down. Um, <laughs> Don't say you get my point and ask the girls to calm down. Leave that alone. Just move on and talk about free agents, please. God, so, we have football fans here. They don't want to hear about this stuff. <laughs> the, 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 Jeez, oh <laughs> so I love free agency for that reason. And um, we will continue to talk about free agency right up until the time it happens. Um, and as we get closer, we'll know a lot more things. We'll know what players are going to get re-signed. We'll know... Uh, lots of players will get cut uh, who are then available. So a lot of things will change um, in, in terms of who's available. And, and we'll start to get an idea of what the price tags on these players might be. A lot of things that we don't necessarily have a firm grasp on at the moment. Uh, so it, we called it a deep dive into the shallow end just because it's, it's tough to know everything about it right now. Right. I can only take you know an overview of the situation as it stands right now. Now, having said that, okay, so there's a few areas of need on this defense. Um, We did a really good job in picking up Trey Flowers last year, um, and I would fight anybody who says different, um, not literally fisticuffs, just verbal uh, sparring. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not trying to go down that road. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a little guy. But <laughs> <You're just a laughs> but uh, we still have a great need at pass rush um, opposite him and even at depth. And that, to me, when I look through this group this year, is the strength. And the funny thing is, when, you, when I first initially looked at the list, I, it was like 3-4 uh, outside linebacker, 3-4 outside linebacker, a few defensive ends thrown in, but a linebacker, 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 linebacker. And I was getting all like juiced up like, man, linebacker is our biggest area of need. This is, a, this is a great year for us to fix that. It's not a great year for us to fix our linebacker problem. <laughs> not in free agency at least, right? No, no, not in free agency at least. Um, there is a dude in the draft that may have been talked about uh, as a potential there. Um, I don't know what you guys talked about without me. Nothing. I was nothing. We didn't talk about anything. Just pretend okay. like nothing happened. You, you've been here the whole time. Don't anyway, tell anybody. But, but when you actually look at the players that are available at the, at the linebacker, the theoretical 3-4 linebacker, it's, it's like Jadevian Clowney. And Dante Fowler Jr. and Shaq Barrett and Bud Dupree and and uh, Matthew uh, Judon. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, and, and you know what I'm going to do these... this year? I'm sorry, I, I hate to interrupt you, but again, we got to. I know we got to go to roll. I got a, a pronunciation guide, a name oh, pronunciation guide nice. for all the draft people. <laughs> so I will get that to you, and you will be ready to fly, my friend. Well, and then we, there's Yannick. Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to say Yannick from Jacksonville <laughs> and leave it at that. <laughs> um, but, so, I mean, you've got defensive ends as well uh, and Chris Jones and, and Arik Armstead and uh, uh, Leonard Williams and Jesus, I'm just going down this list and all these names that we know. Um, hey, fucking Kyle Van Noy is in there um, who is listed as a 4-3 defensive end, which is an interesting way to list him. Uh, but Nonetheless, uh, Robert Quinn and, and Shelby Harris, you've just got this, this, this incredible long list of pass rushers. Um, now, what logic would dictate in a, in a, you know, in a, a normal economic system, uh, you'll like this, Chris, is you know, the, when the supply is that high, yeah, the yeah. demand would be low, and that would... Keep that talking. would yeah, I, talking. We're, we're, getting there. we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I missed you. I'm just, I'm just teasing right now. Um, <laughs> oh man. Okay. It, it, the, in theory, in a normal economic system, that would mean you know it would drive the price down. Mm-hmm. The NFL doesn't always work that way mm-hmm. because one guy will set a new, you know bar and then every other guy who signs after him will go slightly above that bar I, it, it's a it's a real messed up system in in terms of like an, an ec, from an economic standpoint it doesn't make any sense but i've fallen into this trap a few too many times to and believe that the, the faulty part about trying to apply economics or the thing that where most economic theory falls down is that uh, people are, are supposed to be rational <laughs> that's kind of one of the foundational principles and um in many cases people aren't rational and 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 a lot of you know different businesses especially in this small that. of a in this small of a you know that's right situation. and and, and I, I get a chance to use it here ready a lot of teams they get what you fucking deserve sorry i love my joker <laughs> drop they, they wind up getting what they deserve because they did not think about this from an economics perspective or they're no. they're on an all-in kind of thing or they're doing something right. and unfortunately when people are taking the top talent often they're running an all-in year and they're distorting the market for everybody else and right. that causes right. problems and that's so that will be it. interesting to see exactly how that happens but i mean with that huge long list of names and that's not everybody who's available that's just like that that's hmm. like the top you know 12 15 guys at the at that you know at, at as edge position guys um but it does what it does at very least even if it sets up in a situation where we'd have to overpay somebody um to bring them in we can do that and there's likely to be at least a few of those guys available to us and it gives the flexibility of finding the guy who fits who isn't necessarily the top paid guy in that group but who fits the best and the other benefit of of this year's grouping is that so many of these guys are young Jadavian clown is 27 yannick is 25 chris jones is 27 um so we're looking at guys who you could sign we've got uh, eric armstead and dante fowler 26 jack barrett and bud dupree are 27 we've got a group of guys that if you could if you can figure out which one of those guys you want you can overpay them but also give them a long extended contract and and set yourself up so even you know you, if you want a really good player in free agency you're going to have to overpay that's just you know and, more often than not and part of the problem here with all that is the idea that um you've got a CBA 
that's going to change. Right. And if you think about it, rookie contracts were the place that the Lions got hosed the last CBA. We had Calvin and we had yeah. Matthew uh, Stafford on on the rookie contracts, and the, and everything changed, and it was just this giant burden on us on the on the cap side. You got to start thinking about could that happen in the free agent space? Could that happen somewhere else? Uh, we know the cap's going to go up. I, I guarantee the cap goes up exponentially. I don't want to say exponentially because that's that's overstating, but it's going to go up a significant amount more than it has and historically. I think as part of the CBA. So would it make sense to overpay somebody right now? versus later right i mean there's, right. there's math on that you have to do it's it's this this whole cba thing really really janks up the uh uh the free agent market and then it does something else we talked about this in the in the patreon slack um the june 1st designation that it goes mm-hmm. away where you can split the the cap loss over two years instead of over one um for a player it, you eat it all now there's no jan jan or june 1st if i said january sorry june 1st designation that gives you uh, a, a little bit of a break on the cap piece so uh really really interesting and it's a different kind of calculus for gms this year and 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 then the unknown of what the cba might bring Okay, so let's move on to another position of need. Um, potentially, this isn't a huge need, um, but and, and as much as he was very impressive this last year, Danny Amendola is is an old dude. Yeah, um, I really loved him this year. He he was yeah, so much I, more than we ever thought. I, I think be. we could probably ride him for another year in that position if that's what they want to do. But it's what position? Ooh, uh, whichever one. <laughs> um, <laughs> In the slot, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, this but, is terrible. We were off the rails from the beginning. You got too much sleep. <laughs> there's one. There's one guy out there who I I had considered a possibility um, as a long term option for the slot. Um, and that is Randall Cobb. If he's only, he's 30, which doesn't make him young, but it would be several years younger. He has shown a lot of talent in the slot throughout his career. A lot he's of passion always, this last year. He's played yeah. really well there in, uh, in so Dallas. And If we were looking for a more long-term uh, situation, I'm not saying long-term, long-term, mm-hmm. but like if we wanted to send Another out a two- or three-year contract as opposed to uh, just hoping for the best with Amendola you know, and his age... What about uh, Cobb is an option. What about his injury history, though? I mean, it's it's relatively extensive, but he played. He, he's uh, I, I I think in recent years he's been a little more consistent. Let me double check. Okay. I am I am sort I, of just I'm, pulling I'm just this working. thought out of my ass right now, but <laughs> it's better than a mattress. I, I, I it's just it's it's and I could be you know my recollection is that he's had a, a an injury history that's been a little bit of a problem. It, it's been. Uh, but he's only had one year in the past six seasons where he missed more than three games. Okay, okay, that's good. Better than I was thinking. Um, and um, yeah, I, I, I just I worry if you have a guy with an injury history. No, over 30, I, I totally get that. It feels I totally like a band aid, and and even as, sure. as well as Amendola performed this year, right? I, and I would I would feel like I would be okay signing him again, but I wouldn't count on him being a number three or maybe even a number four. Right, if that's the team I'm putting together, and I feel a little bit the same way with Cobb. Cobb's a known quantity; he can catch a ball. That's great, but he's aging. I worry if we build a team expecting him to be there, we wind up with him not there, and 
a, a gaping hole that we need to fill. That's, that's the only thinking. That's the hard part about these older guys in free agency. And it's one of the things you have to think about, right? I mean, he looked yeah. great this year in Dallas. He, he was, he'd made some crucial catches for them this year and uh, was, was a good outlet for Dak at, at, at certain points. But does he still have it? And will he bring it to Detroit? Oh, God, I don't know. Speaking of gaping holes, um, the uh, – <laughs> One of the other issues the Lions have is is defensive tackle, and I'm, I, I don't know that they're going to be able to do much uh, in terms of starters this year. Mm-hmm. We would hope for a rebound from um, Damon Harrison. We would hope for a rebound from Ashawn Robinson, unless uh, Damon Harrison decides to call it quits. Mm-hmm. But if we're looking, if if they're looking to add a starter quality player, they're probably not going to be able to do it through free agency. There's only a couple guys available, and I'm not I, I'm not a hundred percent sure if these guys are even scheme fits. But uh, DJ Reader and and Javon Hargrave are really the only guys out there. But that having said that, um, there's a couple old guys. There's Gerald McCoy and and Dominican Sue. I think that would probably be unlikely. Um. <laughs> yeah, and I, I don't think that's a good as, as much as old Sue was great, and but he had his his baggage. I just don't think he's going to bring it. Right. I think he's right. always been a business decision player, right. and I think his he's new business decision where he land yeah. is going to be. I'm just kept collecting my last contract. I'm going to play, but I'm not going to hurt myself doing it. I've got a lot of live a, after. Right, you do have a few players that if they want it, if if they were more focused on bringing in depth. Um, the Andrew Billings, Quentin Jefferson, Michael Pierce, uh, uh, Malik Collins. So, I mean, there are a few options out there if they're just trying to bring in a rotational piece, uh, because you know that has also been a problem for them. Uh, so, uh, the starters and and the rotation have not been you know living up. So, you gotta you gotta fix both things. You can't just fix the starters and hope that the rotation fixes itself. Right. right. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me to see them make a move there, move there for depth. Um, they do, you know, and, and Mike Daniels is, is an option still. And he said he wants to come back to Detroit. You'd have to assume that if they brought him back, it would be on a bare bones contract, you know, Instead not, of, and, and not, not putting a lot of faith in him actually being available. Right. So, right. I mean, I mean, there's that. All right. Let me, let me really quick walk through some of the stuff going on in the, in the chat on the YouTube yep. there. Um, for the folks that are listening audio, I apologize, but you, this is still funny to take pay to take part in, uh, in this by just listening. Uh, Joe B made me laugh. He said, Casey, you have the perfect setup for a seventies porno. All you need is the mustache. And he mo- very recently had that. I have to, I have to tell you. It went away recently. <laughs> uh, the background. Yeah. That. So there he is. Sorry. The background screen, Jeremy is, is, is going to be for us at the, um, the senior bowl just got it it's a pretty pretty cool thing i really I it, think it's it's, cool. it's it's pretty blurry i don't uh, yeah there's i'm doing this that's whole... chewbacca on my on my end that's chewbacca <laughs> and a didgeridoo right oh, there okay. right right there that's a didgeridoo so there's a different difference in, in the in the camera quality i'm doing some depth of field stuff that's why it's super blurry on mine um, see all of your pores. I know. Don't, don't <laughs> fall kidding. in. Don't I'm fall in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we're working. We're, we're, we're upgrading some of our stuff along the way. But Case is, is literally, um, they couldn't make a short enough bus for him when it comes to technology. So we try it out here first and then <laughs> we send it out to the field. So uh, we'll work on that. Um, what else do we have here? A couple things. Re-up Kristen Jones for 10 more years. That's obviously ideal for the team. Uh, <laughs> replace Davis with a department store mannequin. That's a good idea. Thank you, Sweden 88. Uh, a couple chats about the Joker. I'll tell you guys really quick. 
I know that's not super football stuff, and we'll, we'll pop back in from there. Um, it's an absolutely fabulous movie. I I don't know if you've I've heard, saw it. I haven't seen it yet. Seen um, it, but I've absolutely heard, I've heard fabulous. Good things. People paint political stuff onto it, but I think it's really a tabula rasa. You're painting painting your political thinking right. onto it. It's not really telling a political story. Um, it's not like any of the Kate movies. I you know I enjoy the campy action kind of Marvel and what in DC movies the the superhero movies. I wouldn't say this is a superhero movie at all. And the other thing about it was it's a movie that. Um, it is completely different. You know, so many movies these days have a, you know, uh, a three or a four or whatever after them, you know, Toy Story 4 or all that kind of crap. This is absolutely unique, completely different. And if you, if, if you let yourself kind of fall into the, the character, there's, there's some real points in the movie where I've never seen anything like it, where a character has this realization and shift of their own space in the world. It's, it's an amazing movie. Very, very, very good movie. Very, very good um for a movie and and i would like i said i wouldn't call it any of the kate movies it's just a really really good movie so there you go it's dark right. dark as hell though well now that we've gotten that out of us <sighs> sorry i've got <laughs> movie phone <laughs> i've got i've got one more position to talk about um and this is a position that might be a need the degree to which this is a need depends so much on what the lions decide to do with darius slay i've heard of that guy he plays yeah. for the team still right mm. Yes. Okay. Well, I I mean I don't know if he plays with the team in the in the future. The bullshit. <laughs> but okay. So there are there are two guys in free agency who could potentially be signed um if if they're not, you know, tagged or re-signed, which is highly likely for one or both of them. Um and that is Byron Jones who is going to probably get a, a bank breaker type contract, the 27 year old cornerback out of Dallas and um, Bradbury, James Bradbury out of Carolina who had a, had, had a bit of an understated season, uh, but is also a young man. He is also only 27 years old. He would be the more in theory, in theory uh, the way I would think about it right now, he would be a more affordable option, but also quality number one. He's not going to be the best in the league necessarily, but his star is firmly in the, in the right direction right now. So if they were to leave off with Darius Slay and, and just say, you know, we get it. You're less than, you know, enthused right now. Go ahead and, and save us some money. <laughs> they could put that money then towards signing James Bradbury or Byron Jones. Um, once again, that'll probably look silly that I said that in you know a month or two when both those guys are re-signed or, or tagged. Or well, that's why it's so. a deep dive into the shallow end. Right. My thing, my thing about Slay, and. Um, it's, it's it's a complicated situation. It's complicated, right? Number one, I think Slay he didn't necessarily have an off year, but he didn't have a Slay year, and and the holdout I think hurt him his stock just amongst teams, right? And because a little diva a bit, you know, how is he going to be to de- to deal with? Um, you got um, uh, Amani Arawarie, 
See, see that, see that. Which is which um, is a big part of the equation is right. how how they feel about him. Right, so. right, right. Um, it was it was he he's he's growing. We saw some good stuff out of him. Uh, his off season is going to be really imperative to see what happens there. But this is and this is just one scenario. The Okuda pick, right? If you get a guy like that, who I know he's a first year cornerback, but you already have um, a couple guys in the team right now that can carry you through this year. You'll have Slay playing for a contract, right? Which he's right around that spot. Ash was talking about it in the Slack. He's right around that spot. It's about 18 months after running backs fall off is where the cornerbacks fall off. And either they have to move to safety or they become a shell of what they were. Rasheed Mathis is obviously a Superman who didn't didn't experience that as much. But um, you can keep Slay around and you can use Slay this year. He wants to show well in the locker room. He wants to show well in the field because he's in a contract year. Even if he goes somewhere else, you're training up two guys. You'd have our Warrior in your in his third year, and then you'd have Okuda in his second year if you played through with Slay this year. They'd both have kind of tutored under him, right? You you right. kind of might be in a good place at cornerback if you let him go. You got you've got time to evaluate this year and see how things go. And frankly, the way the cap is and with the CBA, I don't think I mind letting Slay go and test the market and see what his value is. And then if we have to pay him, we pay him. Right, I don't mind paying Slay if if he does ball out this year and show his his value. I love the guy, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, no, an, I an off, yeah, kind of an off field way, a non like business kind mm-hmm. of way. Absolutely love the guy. He lives he lives his best life a hundred percent of the time. I'm just impressed as hell by this dude. But um, he he's got a real chance to show himself to the league what he can be this year and what he's worth in a contract. And I don't mind paying market rate for that to keep him. But we also have on if we take the Okuda pick at, at three or five or wherever things wind up, right? Um, I can see that working out pretty well for us. So I think we have a couple levers to pull as a team via either free agency or the draft and internal growth to see how this team can build out and show out at the at the cornerback position. But I feel really, really good how we are. No, I completely agree. Um, it, since I, I alluded to it and I don't know what you guys have talked about as far as draft uh, is concerned, um, the guy I was talking about was Isaiah Simmons. Um, he, the, the safety slash linebacker, um, out of wherever he's out of, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> he's a, he's an early guy to look at as a possible, um, uh, riser in the draft, uh, because his, his stock is currently going up. Um, to the point where he might be considered worthy of, of that number two pick um, by the time things come around. And that would be a situation where we are trying to then both take best player available and fix the biggest problem on the team simultaneously. Sure. So sure. Um, that's just a worth uh, worth putting a nugget in in your brain. I'm not, I'm not advocating necessarily for him or against him or mm-hmm. for Akuda or... Anybody at this point, I don't have a favorite yet. Just if you're not familiar with him, take a look. He, yeah, he yeah. flies around the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good question from Joe. Um, do you think the Lions already made him an offer and it wasn't good enough? I think, and, and this is without information, and this is a pure speculation, but um, I think based on the holdout, they basically, the conversation was Slay saying, this is what I think I'm worth and what I want to play for. And the Lions probably said, okay, we'll see. Right. We're not saying no. 
but you, you, we're not going to do it two years early. I, I basically, you know, a lot more words than that, I'm sure, happened. But I, I imagine that that's what the conversation that was. It was a very tall ask. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm certain it was, right? And, and you know, he, he, the season happened. The team had happened what had happened. Um, you know, I don't think he's gotten more expensive for the team. So I do think it's... And he didn't help even if case. they were to re-sign him, I don't think his price tag has gone up based on his last two years of performance. So, and, and whether you, you you love or hate or are indifferent about the, what happened with Diggs this year, um, Slay's reaction there probably didn't help him in that whole negotiation, right? I'm just just he he cleaned it up in the end, I think. But I think you know these are young guys in in many cases, so I don't I don't think he helped himself at least with that. So. Um, I think they probably all know what the target is right now, and they're all going to make decisions at the at the right time. And I don't think that was the right time to make those decisions. So yeah. I will see. And enjoy. I, I can't. Sorry, I can't give you more. I was talking to Slay through one of his guys. I was trying to help him with something though, um, with a technical issue he had. And we'll see if they uh, if they want to want to get that fixed or not but um it's it's interesting i'd, I'd love to talk to him a little more and uh, get some insight I'd lo- like i said guy lives his best life he's a lot of fun to watch and follow love to keep him in detroit love to make him a detroiter you know what i mean but uh we'll have to see we'll have to see how this plays out i think the lions will handle this better than they handled the glasgow situation but i think there's something we all don't know about what happened with with graham glasgow and what's happening there um yep. I would agree with that. My hope is he said, look, I'm, I want this. And they thought it was too high. And then it kind of stalled the conversation. And they just said the same kind of a thing. Let's uh, let's just let him test the market. And if we have to pay for him a reasonable amount, we'll keep him. But I think there there's options to see to see what happens. So we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Uh, okay, was there anyone else that you want to cover, Slay? On the, well, uh, the, you know, there, there you bring up Graham Glasgow. There are a few guards uh, available this year. Mm-hmm. That I mean, you could you could let him walk and uh, pick up a guy. There is a rather precipitous drop off um, from after after the first few guys, and then to Glasgow, or excuse me, and then beyond Glasgow. There's not much there so it's it, it is a tough position for the team to be in and even if there's a little bit of like eh going on from Glasgow as terms of whether or not he wants to be in Detroit you hopefully if they decide they really need him uh spend the money and that cures all the ales um you know in it, you'd you'd hope so um i i would prefer to see the team make that a priority just because there's not a lot out there. Um, there's a, um, 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 I'm looking. (laughs) Sherf, Brandon Sherf. Yeah. Yeah. And that would be, that would be a great option. Um, at the right price, right at the right price. And you could sign him long-term, but that would be, you know, a case where we, we could afford one really big free agent. And and I'll say that just where our numbers are, we could pay a little bit of a long, the wrong price for a couple people mm-hmm. actually not i mean not massively overpaid but a little bit right. wrong because we're in a decent position I, i'd hate to be where the vikings are we're about average in the league in terms of cap the the, the vikings have completely we're well above yes we're well above the rest of the division <laughs> except the 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 packers are right they're they're in a good shape yeah. unfortunately but um you look where the vikings are right they're they're, they're completely hosed and well, they've, I, peaked. I, they've peaked man yeah i i told you you know I, yeah. the last off season that both the Vikings and the bears went all in. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
And I don't think, I'll, I'll be frank, I, I don't think that's the way to fly the plane, but hey, I'm not. Well, the- I think, I, I don't I don't necessarily agree because I think the Vikings were in a spot where either you could just tread water or you can really go for it. And I can't necessarily blame them for trying to really go for it. It didn't work out for them, but they, they took their shot. And I don't, I don't necessarily hold that against teams when they take their shot, when they're in position to do so. I didn't think they were in position and I don't think signing Kirk cousins put them in position. But I mean, that offense was not really the problem most of the year this year. I don't feel like the defense was either. I think so, the offense I mean, they, was, they were, was where their weakness was. Once, I, once they I mean, figured that, it out, that, 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 that was row. I, mean, I don't know, man. Watch, watch some of their games in the second half of the season. That offense was clicking. Yeah, yeah, you like, know, there's a couple games, right, where they where they would not necessarily rely on just the play action, and when they would use the run, um, there was there was good stuff there. But I think there was. And like, I, I'm not I'm not suggesting that I think the Kirk Cousins thing was a brilliant move or anything like that. But I also not sure they had a better option. That I, that is absolutely fair. That is absolutely fair. Okay. All right. So we're gonna move on from free agency now, and uh, we're gonna remind you that everything you need in life is available from Amazon. Everything except the free agents. And all you gotta do is go to amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll send you right to the site. It won't stop you off anywhere. Or throw any crazy blinking, flashing seizure ads at you. No, no, no. It takes you right there. Just sets a little cookie. Lets Amazon know that we sent you there and they say, well, those guys are cool. They're cooler than Bezos. Let's, let's give them a little bit of the, the Amazon profit. Let's kick back a little money to the podcast and help them do some more great stuff. It's literally what they say at Amazon HQ. So, uh, amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com. Use that to go do your, before you do your Amazon purchases and, uh, help out the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. Thank you all for, for doing that along the way. And, and, and don't forget, you know, you keep doing that. Just keep doing it. We love you. We love you for doing that. All right, let's talk a little bit about the coaching staff. And uh, I think the biggest, the biggest one to announce is it looks like we've retained our quarterback coach, Sean Ryan. He will not be leaving after all. That's good news, right? Yeah. I mean, it, uh, truth be told, I, I, he's a, he's a big one talent. Of those, he's a big yeah. talent. <laughs> it's one of those I mean, things it. where you don't really, you know, you don't hear about those guys, uh, the, the positional coaches very much on a week to week basis. Yeah. Um, we only ever really hear about them when there's somebody has something negative to say. Um, yeah. and, and, and there has been nothing negative said about Ryan at this point. So no, and, and I, there's a lot of really good stuff actually being said by folks who know more about the positional coaches than I do about Ryan and how much of a loss he would be. He is very well regarded in the league. He was definitely up for promotion. And while I feel bad for him, Sean Ryan, the man, not being able to get there. Yeah. I feel good for Detroit lions, the team for being able to hold on to him and keep him in the organization. Cause some of that talent and that, that capability is going to be very good at helping folks and other, other coaches grow. Um, so that's a good one. He stays with the lions. We got Sean Ryan. And uh, just so folks know, he is on our list for interviews at the senior Ooh. bowl. So we will go a little deeper with him. I gotta say, I also gotta say something else. We have a call right now. I'm gonna make a guess because I, I think I know who this is. Is this Brandon who has had nothing to drink so far tonight? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> How were the Pals and Pistons game? Did we win or lose? I saw you talking about it. I didn't see what the final was. Took it. Took them down by 13 points in Boston, man. Wow. Best time. The best game they probably have ever played all year. Uh, it's really outrageous because they were 
they're getting down and I thought, Oh, there they go. You know, they're going to lose this one for sure. And, uh, some of the other guys was noticing it, watching the game too. And, and chat and, uh, I thought, I, I can't believe it. I think they may pull this out. <laughs> they sure did. <laughs> and then they stuck yeah, it Celtic in. Fans are not too happy. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus it's... Smart got so upset with, with, uh, Derek Rose. He, he hard fouled him, got tossed. <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome so brandon I, I know you're here to talk about sean ryan and then you want to apologize to me and the rest of the detroit lions podcast fans for not coming to the senior bowl right yeah 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 there you go <laughs> so what is on your mind uh well i tell you what uh the biggest news out of detroit isn't of coaching hirings and it isn't uh, uh who they might get or who they might not get it's who wound up going in the Hall of Fame. How about that guy? Oh, that's we have that on the we have that on the. I'll move it up the docket. I'll move it on up. That's a good one. Alex Karras, most deserving yeah, Lions player right now, who's not in the Hall of Fame to finally get in. Right, fifty plus years, man. <sighs> and it's just too bad he they passed away seven years ago, and he was suffering from dementia anyway. So yeah, even it'd been better if it was ten years ago. But uh, it is what it is, I guess. So At yeah, least he got in. There was a, there was some a lot of very upset Raiders fans. A few uh, Atlanta Falcons fans was hoping for Tony uh, Tommy Novus. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of uh, uh, 49er fans mentioning Roger Craig got aced out. Uh, he, he didn't make it either, uh, and it just uh, man, I, I I was sweating it. There's they kept on filtering out the, the announcements this morning. And so I don't think he's. I think he's going to get passed up again. And sure, shooting about seventh one out of ten, he got he got announced. So let me so. let me let me just put something out here. Okay, I'm not superstitious, but I'm going to add to the numerology conspiracy piece here. And, and oh, wait, I have music for this. Hold on. Okay. Now, <laughs> Alex Karras came to the Lions in 1958 as a first round pick. Does anybody remember the last time we won the uh, the championship in the NFL? Oh, yeah. 1958. This is 58 we won the championship for the 57 season, right? Oh, let's see. This could be the thing that changes it all over. <laughs> Right, right. Are we are we there? Is everyone with me? See, I'm I'm, I'm just yeah, more familiar. I'm I'm much more familiar with him for playing Mongo and Blazing Saddles than I am with this <laughs> Detroit Lions career. So, <laughs> you're not with you me with the conspiracy it's... kind of lunacy. So, uh, I got your horoscope next, Brandon. <laughs> there you go. L- listen, I, I I tell you what though, uh, there is some film of him on YouTube and uh, in some older games. Mm-hmm. And you can tell what kind of an outrageous defense they had back then. Their offense was was nothing to to, to you know uh, carry on about. It was really middle of the road, if if not worse. Mm-hmm. But their defense was just outstanding. Green Bay hated to play us. Yeah. I mean, Lombardi is famous for saying, "When are you going to quit sending me to Detroit on Thanksgiving Day? I'm getting sick and tired of it." <laughs> well, the NFL. You know, it's 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 crappy. That the NFL didn't record sacks until like the early '80s, but um, yeah. they, they did a lot of research on this, and they think that Karras had between 100 and 110 career sacks. That's crazy numbers. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, I, I looked that up one time. A guy who actually did that study—I mean, he looked at every film he could find, 
and of course it's unofficial. Mm-hmm. But from what the number I saw was 103 sacks, and he did it in 169 games. It took Warren Sapp a lot longer to get just not even that that many 96 and a half, and uh, uh, he played the uh, you know. Uh, and, and he played in a passing league, whereas whereas Karras played in a in a, a run 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 first league. You know that's the old NFL. And I will you tell know? you, he he sacked Bart Starr eleven times in a single game at uh, Tiger Stadium, Briggs Field. Back, I, I know members before of the sacks were an official stat. Too, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And if they were an official crazy. stat, that would that, that would probably get brought up a lot more. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well. Now, now, wait a minute. I, I, that wasn't him by himself. That that was him and the fearsome foursome along with him. That, sure, that was sure, Roger sure. Brown along with him too, doing that. Because uh, now that might be the next one that could be get in on, in the senior list is is Roger Brown. Uh, he was the first three hundred pound guy to play in the NFL, and uh, as a defensive tackle, he would be like the nose tackle next to Karras being a three technique. And between the two of them. It, they were they were just unbelievable. Plus the outside yep. rushers, and now you know why they have Hall of Famers and linebacker mm-hmm. Chuck Schmidt. Uh-huh. Uh, oh no, no Joe Schmidt. Excuse me, not Chuck. Yeah. Joe Schmidt Different. and uh, three three cornerbacks and a safety. All of them were Hall of Famers, and that's why it was so unreal that Alex Harris played in front of them. That caused them to all get them things, uh, interceptions and and whatnot was uh, uh, the cause of that because the quarterback didn't have any time, man. He had to get rid of the ball. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was really a great moment, you know, to see that this morning. Yeah. And no. when he finally got it in. Did you, did either you happen but, to uh, see the, uh, not lines related, but Bill Cower get surprised on the broadcast, uh, Sunday? I missed him, but I saw Jerry, I saw Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't want to throw a wet blanket on this. But man, there was a couple, three other coaches that I thought were as deserving, if not more so, you know, that that were on that list. Uh, <clears throat> I, I'd have to say Tom Flores. I mean, he won two championships. Right. Uh, Cowers only won one. And uh, and I, I and Buddy uh, Parker, I think his name was, and he was the one that that was the coach of the Lions back in the fifties that brought him three championships. Sure. If I remember right. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it is what it is. The Cower thing was really good because it was um, it was really emotional. His wife and daughter they completely yeah. surprised him. They, t- they they just dropped it on him in the studio, and he was like, "This isn't fair." <laughs> I love yeah, it no, when you get yeah, a big tough guy like Cower, right? Yeah. To, and you and you get him all yeah. emotional. It was great. It was really great. It was a good. Sorry, let me pop that open. Really great moment. Uh, interesting, interesting stuff to see. All right, so me, now I'm going to have to scratch off Alex Karras oh, from the rest. Hold on, I'm scratching off Alex Karras from the schedule for later in the show because you just you just had to read yeah. ahead, Brendan. Well, I'm sorry about that, <laughs> but uh, I've got a I've got a jersey with Mad Duck on it, mm. number seventy one. Yeah, yeah. I, I I had it made special just for that, but uh, hey, maybe this is the year for the Lions finally. Yeah, yeah. finally got Alex <laughs> in the, That's in what I'm the telling you. Hall of Fame. Uh, Lions are. are the senior bowl. The hype train starts here today. Now, hey, listen. I tell you what. This is probably the best alliance I've ever been in the organization. In the kind of setup they've got in off season, what with the high high amount of money they got for a cap uh, room, uh, they've got the number two draft pick, and he's 
three. Yeah, and they got a high draft pick. They they don't need a quarterback like three other teams blow them do, right. which means they got a good shot at a trade down with a huge call. Yeah. I mean, if especially you at, with all the good news coming out about Tua. So, yes, and that too. Did you now, uh, uh, Chris? Did you see the article I sent you that was from uh, the Dolphins Wire guy? Uh, he was. I said the number two pick earlier. Great. I meant the number three pick. My bad. I, I, I did go on though, yeah. Brennan. Oh, I, I, he explained how good it'd be for the Dolphins to trade up and what the the scenarios all were, and uh, and looking back, like what the Jets did, moving up three spots and a few others, and and uh, what they would have to give up. And they said if they move up to the Lions, they aren't giving up all. They're not giving any of the first round picks, but they've got other picks down the road. And I thought, well, that's. <laughs> That'd be fine with us, man. Yeah. Well, and and you got the Chargers and Panthers goes. both sitting sitting there as potential uh, teams that would also like to trade up. So uh, you have you have a, so you a, a three run, more. yeah. That's yeah, the thing I think that's the most there. exciting about the Lions right now and and this draft is that the you know with Tua like you said case coming in and really scrambling people's eggs. This is this all of a sudden there's value with this number three pick. Chase Young's going to be gone. Joe Burrow is going to be gone, but there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot of fighting for their next quarterback for teams that really, really need him. Mm-hmm. Miami obviously has the best kind of load of treasure that we could use immediately that they could trade, mm-hmm. and and I think that's why everyone's focusing that way because look, this is the year. As you said, Brandon, you made you made a great point. Uh, played the funny music. This could very well be the setup, and I, I mentioned this part earlier that the San Francisco 49ers had coming into this year. Injured quarterback. Yep. They got Bosa. A lot of things happened just right for them. Their cap was right, right, to be able to do those things. We're sitting in exactly the same spot. I think I think we have some really, really good things uh, heading our way with the right kind of move. This, this could be a really, really uh, exciting offseason. And if we wind up having a Niners kind of season or even just win a playoff game next year, can you imagine oh the, the I mean there's there's two there's two things that are going to happen. One, the all that negative stuff and I know Brandon that stuff drives you over the moon, right? Just oh. drives you nuts. All those negative folks and all that stuff, the 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 flips on those takes are going to be hilarious, right? The extreme yeah, kind of people it's either be. on fire or we're we're in heaven. Um that's going to be crazy. And then you're going to have the other side of all the kind of bandwagony jumper honors that that kind of tend to make <laughs> you make a different kind of frustration, right? But this is yeah. this sitting here right now looking at what could possibly be is is amazing. Now I'm going to tell you one thing that gives me pause. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw the Ragnow, um, the Frank Ragnow. He does this, the Grizzly um, Outdoorsman or something like that uh, channel yeah. where he does all kinds of fun, cool stuff. I love watching him. I love watching football players in their natural habitat because <laughs> they do some pretty cool, fun stuff, and they have the uh, the monetary ability to go out and really, really do that. He was going to go out ice fishing. And uh, it was in his backyard. He's got a pond out in the back of his neighborhood or whatever. So he's walking there. He's like, ah, I don't know about this. Oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I can hear cracking. Oh, no, that's okay. Okay, I feel confident. And as he got confident and started walking, he fell in. And he was up to his waist. <laughs> well, it's not. it has not been cold enough out this year. I, 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 I've never been ice fishing, but I had a friend who was going to take me this year. And he just says, it's probably not going to happen. It but, just hasn't been cold enough. So wow. he was up to his waist in the water. And it was, the funny part about it is this is, this is, this is a sad thing, right? This, is, this, is, this can be really bad. He was, the, whole, the whole time he's talking about, my nuts are freezing. <laughs> 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 in the water. But every time he was trying to climb up onto the ice, it was breaking out from under him. 
right? He was he was yep. literally stuck in the it's water. Big boy trying to get up. On that's that that's too, right. So. And um, that that was a ripe a situation ripe for like a really bad situation. We've had players get yep. hit by cars while they're mowing the lawn, right? And that's oh, exactly yeah, yeah, what yeah, I thought. And and he was and he was pizza, laughing. Pizza and- yeah, yeah, delivering pizza, broken arms, or picking up pizza. Um. Yeah. I was he was laughing and he said, Look, obviously this was stupid, don't do this. And he's absolutely right. Don't ever anybody do that. Make sure you got good thick ice, all that kind of stuff. But I was like, This is the kind of thing that happens to the Lions. Oh my God, please, please, please do not do anything dumb, any of you players. Put yourselves in bubbles. <laughs> Live go go play video yeah. games and, and then go to the weight room and that's, that's it, the right? Truth, man. <laughs> I've forgotten all about that. Yeah. Uh, hey, listen, I, I'm going to hit you up with one question, and I'll get out of here so I don't take up your whole show. Mm-hmm. But the, All right, the case, you went through all the free agency uh, possibilities. Obviously, if you if you know how the Lions <laughs> work, and, and <laughs> if you know how the Lions work, you usually get their best needs and spend the best money on their, on their biggest uh, uh, need in free agency. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. they use the draft as a supplement, guys, so that they can work in the long in the long run, mm-hmm. be starters over a period of time. So, which position do you think the Lions should spend the money on? Because they've got big money on a defensive end, they got big money probably in Slay, and they got kind of big money in a, in a corner, but uh, a, a slot corner. Um, and, and not to even talk about offense yet, but uh, of course, you know Stafford's got his money, but which ain't huge. But where would you spend big money on for a free agency, free agent, so that you can just lead the draft to be anybody who's best player available, which is going to be an impact player no matter where they pick, even if it's three, even as low as it's six or seven, it doesn't matter. They're going to get a good player. I'll well, take next guy with you guys, and I'll get out of here. Wait, wait. I want you really quick. I oh, want you to, okay. before, just tell us our next, next topic. Tell us about who we hired as defensive coordinator, and then you can go. Case will answer your question, and then uh, you can <laughs> you can kind of transition us, transition us forward because you were do, doing really good at this. Who, Unlin? Yeah. Say it. Come on. Just <laughs> there like, we go. Yeah. Just give me the headline. <laughs> just give me the headline that I can use to, to segue into that after he answers your question. Uh. Unlimited <laughs> man, I don't know. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay, fine, Brandon. I'm going to move you down the list Which of potential guests. Difficult, oh, difficult so. position. At least, uh, at least like the back I'm of a Volkswagen. Can't say you. guys. Yeah, you too, brother. Thanks a lot, man, for the call. <laughs> All right. No, actually, I'm glad he asked that question because there is one guy that I didn't talk about. And and um, if <laughs> if anybody is is super familiar with this guy and knows that I'm I'm off base on him, please let me know. He's a guy that I plan to look into significantly over the next few weeks. Um, that is Corey Littleton, inside linebacker for the Los Angeles Rams. He he had a phenomenal year for them. Um, I think he would be an immediate upgrade. He is probably the only inside linebacker. Um, available this year. And, and there's a, I mean, it's hard to see the Rams being able to afford to bring him back. Um, if they wanted to spend money in one spot, fix one problem, it's Corey Littleton. Yeah. Um, and, and like, like I said, the, he, there's the opposite issue with him that there is with uh, the pass rusher, rushers. Um, 
There's only one of him out there. And so there's nobody else to drive up the price. And whether or not... And and you'd think, you know, if there's only one guy out there like him, the price would be high because the supply is low. But uh, that's just not always how it works in the NFL. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay, now I have to. I just wrote down. I moved uh, Brandon down the list of potential future co-hosts because he <laughs> didn't do it. <a>, <laughs> No, he was good. It was he a good was call. He's, he's always Thank a great you. call. I love it when he calls. All right. Uh, yes, the Lions have a new defensive coordinator, if you have not heard and been living under a rock. Um, his name is Corey Unlin. He's from the Eagles. And I have to say that the response has been comedic. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a... Um, God, it's it's been interesting. Okay, and 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 I'm I, I I find myself sometimes being emotional about the team. I think with time, um, some people say the it's been sucked out of them. <laughs> I just feel like it's it's the middle is the place to be, not too high, not too low. To quote Caldwell, let's see what the data is. People were all about with with Bevel. We're a run first team, run first team. How was how was uh, Stafford's stats tracking on that? Uh, his passing stats stacking on that tracking on that run first his, on pass team. for his best uh, best season, at least in terms of pass rating, his best touchdown uh-huh. interception, his best yards per attempt. His, it's even more his, ama- amazing on a run first offense to do something like that. Um, the the, the off season narratives and thinking is 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 funny uh, on this. I think Corey Unlin is an interesting higher is he a huge splash did did we get ourselves i don't know bill belichick no 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 we didn't get something like that um it was unexpected it wasn't a name that people were more bandying about but i know one thing i i have talked about you know jim schwartz and how much i loved him as a defensive coordinator and, and he's gonna he's gonna be a head coach maybe if he if he moves a little of he wouldn't come here but a guy working under him, under the successful defense uh, that they had, despite numerous injuries, feels good. I, I'm i going to do a little, you know, everyone was whelmed when we hired Bevel. And I have a feeling that being whelmed right now is probably the right thing rather than having a freak out either high or low. We got a right. caller, but go ahead, Case. I want to hear you. Let you uh, um, okay. Okay. So. Uh, I mean, you're right. I mean, there was a freak out moment because he's the, he was the, Eagles secondary coach and the Eagles secondary was not good this year. A couple things, like you mentioned, injuries happened. Um, his best player on the field was a seventh round pick. Um, so it's not like he was working with the high end uh, of the talent that, that other, other guys were working with. So, mm-hmm. I, but it's not, but it's not that I don't understand. It's not that I don't understand where the concern comes from, but then you have to look a little bit deeper. What has he done otherwise? And um, UCLA, the mock user on on the subreddit, posted uh, a link to his his, and it's just a it's just um, the PhiladelphiaEagles.com roster or coaching roster like bios. All you have to do is read through that coaching bio to realize that that just because the Eagles were bad in the secondary this year doesn't mean that he's been bad historically as a coach. Uh, he he was good in helping Malcolm Jenkins earn his first Pro Bowl nod, and I'm I'm more or less just reading off of off of this bio. Uh, he was good in Denver, where they they uh, finished the regular season ranked third in overall defense. While he was he was coaching the secondary there, uh, he was coaching Chris Harris Jr. and Akib Talib and T.J. Ward. 
both, all three of whom went to the Pro Bowl that year. Um, in 2013, they had major injuries and they still managed to uh, get to the Super Bowl. Uh, he worked with, you know, he, he did great things in Denver the whole time he was there. He did good things with the Cleveland Browns while he was there. Um, yes. Okay. And I think we'll get into this, right? He did spend a year with Patricia in New England. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's, let's pause right there really quick. Um, caller, we got you here really quick. Brandon came through in the chat and he said he finally figured out the headline for it. It's lions get unlidden armor. I like that. That's good. Uh, we got Joe on the phone. Joe, how you doing, man? Pretty good. How you guys doing, Chris? Case. Good, good. Thanks for holding out so, for uh, us to uh, to get yeah, through man, our they rambling. Spent one, <laughs> once they spent one year together, but apparently they're best friends, man. Oh buddy yeah. Hire. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, it's all buddy hires. I'm going to talk about that. There's uh, uh, God, we got to move. We, we got to do this again and move move something up the up the schedule here on your sheet, Chris, because. He, he's That's getting to it. Everyone's everyone wants to pull ahead our <laughs> topics. They're good topics, I guess that means. <laughs> Just too late. Yeah. Oh man, what do you got for us, brother? Oh, so uh, I just wanted to bring up a a little uh, draft scenario for you guys. All right, I love all right. Scenarios. Day April comes around. Tua does his little. That's what we hope it does. <laughs> yep, yep. Tua Tua runs his little performance. Runs a four. You know, four 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 five forty. Mm-hmm. Is throws the ball eighty yards down the field and has an amazing arm. Mm-hmm. And just wows the Lions. Oh. What I did not know you were going that, that direction point? with this. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really, was a big we really held so many trades up to the number two spot <laughs> so we get Chase Young. It's it's three again, Chase. <laughs> um. <laughs> let's face it, let's face it, guys. The R, the RPO is gonna be the, the future of the NFL. Oh, I don't agree. These things ebb and flow all the time. These things ebb and flow. We've heard this before. I mean, this is not the first time we've heard this. (laughs) Mm. These guys don't last. These guys don't last, man. Look at how many teams are having success with the case. How many teams? I mean, I would say, <laughs> sorry, I'm putting you. Well, I, okay, but but I mean, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes is primarily a is a pocket passer. I mean, he he can run, but oh, he's I would primarily... disagree with that case. I mean, <laughs> he's 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 good in the pocket, but he his legs give him. Well, a whole he scrambles. Other he scrambles great, but yeah. I mean, he scrambles in the same way that like an Aaron Rodgers scrambles. Exactly, not like it, not like example. a Lamar Jackson. He's, he's so he's not. Um, Oh God! How can I not pull his name out of my head? The dog fighting quarterback, Randall Cunningham, and then this guy—he was—he was a VT, and they played for Atlanta. Come on, the, the, I'm not and the, Joe. I'm not trying to shut you down, but that—that's just like no. I understand. My opinion is just that these things, these things ebb and flow, and we we're seeing you know a high on the RPO thing. I get that, but I don't know I that that's the wave of the future. So I think that's just well, the wave of the going, moment. I was going, I was going in a little different direction, but uh, there's a couple of scenarios that I can see the Lions taking or doing. Um, yeah. First scenario, the draft comes around. Tua does awesome, impresses everybody. The Redskins are like, "Hey, we're going to move on from Dwayne Haskins, get a little draft capital for him, trade him to another team, and we're going to draft him." Lions get Chase Young at three. I could see that's that the happening. First thing that I could see happening. 
I, I actually I, I, I buy I'll, that scenario. And Joe, I would say that absolutely the Lions would keep three to get Chase Young. I think Chase Young is such a generational talent that you don't pass on Chase Young. You don't pass yeah. on Joe Burrow. Anything after that, it, the Lions look to trade. So no, no, I, I think that's a that's a decent scenario. Vic, thank you, Jeremy. Michael Vic was the guy I was talking about. This and Randall Cunningham. Those guys were run first. You know, pure running quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers are pocket passers, but they are mobile as hell, and they build that mobility into their offense. So oh yeah, hundred percent. I didn't mean to. And, I didn't, and those are perfect guys. I for, misspoke when and, I called him a pocket passer. Yeah, an RPO uh, kind yeah, of you thing. You could bring up. You could bring up. You could bring up the Bills. I mean, I know that Josh Allen has. And he's got a good arm, but he has no accuracy at all. And then you got the but, Ravens as well, like you were talking about. I mean, those are all just, RPO teams. I think I, I, I think we're think buying the outlier in the future of that. I think that's I, I, mean, I think that's possibly. premature. Personally, I think that's premature. Okay. Now, what I'll but, say is the RPO is a very very sound piece of any offense with the right kind of uh, with the right kind of player. Taysom Hill. Right. <laughs> Look how you rotate a guy like that in in, in the Saints offense and, and, and what he can do. I think it's a, a way to utilize weapons and to change things up and to give your team uh, different options on offense. So I wouldn't I wouldn't completely dismiss it outright. It, it oh, expands no. and widens your availability of plays, makes it more difficult for the um, for the, the defense. Defenses are going to have to get more versatile. You know, Absolutely. Because I do think I do think more teams will attempt to go you know, run pass option heavy, at least in the, in the very near future. Uh, so I do think it's going to cause some problems, but I, I, I still think that there's room, you know, you plenty can, of room for the majority of the teams to still be. If you can um, integrate it um, into your toolbox as a right, team, right? Because right. right now the real problem for teams is that the defensive players are so much more athletic and have such an advantage over the offensive line. I'm talking about the line players, right? Um, that you need something different to help yourself on offense be effective against the, the the physicality and the athleticism of those defensive line players. An RPO as a tool in your toolbox is part of an overall offensive scheme, not as the the, the sole reliant piece, obviously, is, is a real great way for an offense to now force the defense to have uh, a more and different kind of athleticism and help take a little bit of, of pressure away and allow you to do different things. So I think, Joe, you're right that it's a component of offenses in the future. And um, as as the game rolls and changes, I think this is something that for the next five, eight, ten years, we're going to see offenses that either do something like the Saints did with uh, uh, Taysom Hill or that have quarterbacks like a Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes winds up being like the perfect guy for that scheme because he has all of those talents. But if you can, if if we're already thinking about rotational offensive line guys, um, I can see rotational quarterbacks. Look at Trevor Lawrence. What's he? What's he going to bring to a team in the in the NFL next year when he comes in the draft? Right? He's going to bring the ability the ability to pass. He's not a he's no Drew Brees passer, but he's definitely a he can pass. He's a passing threat by no for no questions asked, and he's an absolute running threat. Right? I think this talent level is is it, it gives credence to what you're saying, Jay. I wouldn't uh, Joe. I wouldn't dismiss that out of hand at all. I mean, Joe Burrow is going to be the same type of player. He, yeah, he could be. He very well could be. Well be, could be. Type mm-hmm. No, I would. I would bring I, up I just saw, I just what happened Stanford. to the Ravens. Okay. I would bring up what happened to Ra- yeah. the Ravens against the Titans as like, how the hell did that happen? Well, they had a blueprint. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they they figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I mean they had the talent. You have to have the talent 
to mm-hmm. you know pull it off. But they had they had the blueprint. No, I mean that's an any given Sunday type of type of game. No, right and there, I won't argue you know? with that at all. Lamar I won't Jackson, argue with Lamar that at Jackson all. Didn't play his best game. His wide receivers had a lot of drops. I mean, when you're yep. chasing what what when you're chasing the other team by that by that much down, yeah. and then you got the the refrigerator freaking yeah Eric no I, I he, the ball, he is un, unbelievable clock, human being you know? but yeah. no that was that was an interesting game the problem and this is what makes it so fun to talk about football you know with baseball you're uh, you've got so much data and so many statistics and so much to work with to figure things out football there's just not enough data to be able to do that so it leaves you so much to speculate and think about and and try to put scenarios yeah that's i think what makes it so so much yeah fun. i mean if we if they were playing a best of three or best of five i would still take baltimore to oh, you know yeah. come away with it but it's so just me, all, all i'm suggesting so, by that is that like there are ways to shut it down and sure. as teams get more savvy to it you know that's what i mean by the ebb and flow just because it's been successful taking the team taking the league by storm in a, in a in a bubble here doesn't mean in my eyes personally that that's, you know, that that it, that that eliminate that that automatically makes, you know, a guy like Stafford obsolete or something, you know, not not suggesting that's what you were saying either. But no, not. So, and yeah, let me but, and let me go back to Joe, because Joe was making a couple of scenarios available. I want to let I want to let him hear him out here. So the idea, you know, right, to so, scramble some people's mm-hmm. eggs here in the draft, that's for sure. I don't think the Lions so, take him, though. Lions, I just don't. Lions, Lions take Lions take him. Uh <laughs> You know, trade Stafford, get a first round pick from another team, whatever, and uh, we start the rebuild. Draft scenario number two, which I think that we trade back to the Chargers spot and Chargers pick up Tua. I which I, I think is plausible. The, the, New, the New York Giants probably take in Okuda. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, the Miami Dolphins obviously drafting another quarterback. I don't, I don't know who they would draft, but then we would have our RPO stopper Isaiah Simmons at number yeah, six. Yeah, I mean that'd be great value for Simmons. <laughs> and I have I'm to, already I, I'm already looking at him as a potential pick at number three as it stands and where we are. So. I have to throw another name up there. It came up last week, and I, and the more I thought about it, color had it, and I forget the color's name. I apologize. He brought up Jerry Judy. This is a guy that is another generational kind of team-changing talent. You you put Judy and you put uh, Galladay, and we'll see what happens with Marvin Jones. It's a it's a whole other ball of wax out there. As much as we need defense, I don't want to just completely throw that idea out the window. As I think about it more and more, I, he is absolutely a massive, exceptional Miss talent. Sorry. So miss me. I know, Chris, but look what happened to us <laughs> against the Vikings. Look what happened to us against the first Vikings game. We had a bunch of offensive power. Mm-hmm. It was a high-scoring game, but our defense could not stop. We must absolutely no, 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 no. Don't take me. Don't don't take me the wrong way. I, I you're, see. You're that. gonna have a real hard time convincing me to get on board with a wide receiver. Yeah, no, 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 no. I get it. I get it. I trust me. I get the stigma. I get everything about it. But when you are, at a, if you're ta- if you're trading back to five or um, starting to watch your players go away, right? If you wind up trading uh, Carolina, they may want a quarterback. 
right? You're back at seven now. Um, you're looking in a place there where you could you could certainly see something like that happen. Uh, and you start picking up your defensive players with your extra second rounds and third round picks. Defense is, is a little deep this year. There's you know there's a lot that goes into it. I'm not saying that this is what I'm hoping for, right? But I'm saying that this is a a plausible scenario for us to see. And I don't want people to be completely taken off guard and taken by surprise by the idea that we wind up in a place where, Hey, we could get a a good talent right now or a slight fall off with our next pick that we have uh, at that same position and take a generational talent at wide receiver. So just, I, I don't want people to be freaked out if that happens, because I think it is a plausible scenario if we trade back to the right spot. Yeah. I mean, I, I completely agree. I think Stafford can command the offense. I'm not worried about our offense at this point. Once Stafford comes back, I think that we'll we'll be a lot better. Mm-hmm. I do like Bo Scarborough in the backfield with Kyrian. Mm-hmm. Bo's kind of like that power back that kind of kind of gives us that Derrick Henry type feel at, at times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might not be as big, but he can still truck people, which is what we need. Yeah. Someone that can truck I'm... people and fall. Two yards, two yards forward. I'm not Actually, overly concerned with our running back room. I mean, I, I think they'll go ahead and add a piece to it. But, I mean, carry on when healthy, right, obviously, right is, is very room, good. Yeah. Bo, Bo certainly showed us what he's got. Uh, McKissick also, you know, is, is he, he, he does everything that Theo did. So, like, Both Bo I'm, and I'm, carry on are, are, are I mean, they'll add another piece perspective though. Right, right. Well, they'll add another piece for that reason, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to, you don't have to spend a great deal of capital to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I just want to, I just want to bring up my last point is I think that we're all, we're all fools. If we think that Miami is going to give us one of their first round picks to trade up two spots. No, I agree. I think they know know that they have the upper hand at this point. mm -hmm. They know the lions don't need a quarterback and they know that the giants don't need a quarterback. Their fear is going to be that somebody else like the Chargers do need a quarterback. And so, you know, the fear is the driver. The Chargers or the Panthers. Right, right. Both of those teams right behind the Dolphins. Right. So so there's there's a a push. The Chargers... I don't think be our trade partners, if anybody. Right. And and I don't say, I don't say, I don't say that to disagree with you. I don't think we're getting both of their first round picks. We'll get, we'll get their fifth pick. Right. Obviously. Um, but we'll, I think we'll get a, another second out of them and I'm, I'm fine with that. Right. Because fifth, what we've seen, maybe a second, we, we need to see Bob Quinn's uh, draft record in this, uh, in the second improve. So let's take two shots and see if we can get a 50, 50 out of it this year. <laughs> I'm being snarky. I'm sorry. <laughs> we should just trade out of the second round in the third round, get two third round picks and he'll light it up. <laughs> there you go. All right. Hey Joe, I'm going to let oh, you go. Chris, man. Personal question. Yeah. Personal question. Are you going to be doing the, uh, the donation thing again next, uh, this, this year or oh for be doing that for the uh saint jude thing saint jude yeah yeah absolutely we will that that was so cool last year it felt it felt great we're gonna we're gonna fire that up we were thinking of trying to fire it up and make the um appearance at the combine with rich eisen um we were also talking with dean blandino about tying together with his show and doing a, like a dual raise and doing a, a little bit of a competition kind of a thing um the thing with dean is still on the problem is is i got some on the on the on the, the back end the the real life stuff and job stuff going on where we just couldn't put together something to make sure that i was absolutely going to be at the uh the combine 
to do that thing. So we may launch it again after the combine, do it kind of very similar to last year. Um, though the prizes this year, I think are going to blow people's socks off. There's some really, really amazing stuff that we have in the works to, to help, uh, kind of raise some money for St. Jude this year. Hey, awesome guys. God bless you guys. Like always. And, uh, have a good night, man. All right, Joe. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. All right. Awesome. Good call. Good call. All right. So, um, we kind of talked ahead. Let's move into it. We're going a lot longer than I thought we would. Um, sorry, audio people who aren't watching it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> it's late. and I'm going to have to edit this tomorrow because I had an early day at work. All right. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about kind of the world of social media and the, uh, the stuff that people are posting. And I want to do it a little bit differently. Um, it's come up in the chat in the slack it's it's funny the guys have uh again the most intelligent lions chat on the internet um the guys in there have have picked out articles either on reddit or on twitter and things that people have written and said get this person in the slack chat pronto right <laughs> it's like what? what what's going on and and they're finding the gems amongst you know the diamonds in the rough of the really really good content that people are creating and i wanted to take a minute for us to kind of highlight that um especially as we think about Corey unlin uh, coming over, that was a a great, um, uh, you know, a great way to opportunity to kind of see what people are doing. There is an absolutely fabulous post in Reddit in the in the Detroit Lions Reddit dot com uh, subreddit. I, I want you guys to check this out. Okay, uh, it's called Philadelphia Secondary Performance twenty eighteen versus twenty nineteen. It's by Phonetic Progressive as his name. Uh, it's spelled differently than you're gonna think. So just uh, maybe search the name. Had a lot of upvotes. It was it was absolutely fabulous. He does a, a, a first thing he starts out with is some statistics about average depth of target uh, against the Eagles defense. It talks about uh, the completion percentages. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but I am going to give you the the T- TLDR on this. Uh, the defensive line and linebackers were the problem in Philly, not the backfield. Unlin is getting a lot of shit, and it's quite unfair. Um, that's that's the, you know, too long, didn't read. Uh, I, I recommend you guys go check that out and read that because it's an absolutely high-quality piece of content that put someone put together for Reddit. Uh, this is the kind of stuff. I remember this case when we started uh, this when podcast. <laughs> not, when I had high quality content, let's, I remember that too. Let's not make it about you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I used to remember when you show up for the time podcast. Ago. <laughs> um, this, there I used to be a lot of this kind of stuff. <laughs> I'm looking right now. Wow, I got to screenshot this. We're at 74,000 users in the subreddit now. When we started, we were at nine. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, I think it's good that it's grown. I think it's good. And I think if evolution is, is important. But I think one of the key pieces is, is starting to go away a little bit is that, that real good football stuff. And Phonetic Progressive here did a real good analysis. It came back a lot of good comments in there. Uh, I want to come back to one from uh, Stealth Blaumer. <laughs> um, he's a, a Detroit resident, but a Philly native. And he's talking about it. Um, Basically, his TLDR is defensive line and linebackers were part of the problem in Philly. He said the profound number of injuries caused the problem. Unlin is a good coach, and the numbers back it up. And and so here we are seeing quality content. And, and you can disagree with the numbers or the interpretation or whatever, but this isn't the knee-jerk, you know, bad secondary. You know, so much of that we saw out there from people when they named this and it was just like god you people are so angry let's look at this in a in a in a sense of what does it really mean rather than just react 
everything, you know, be the first to react. That's what it seems like today. Let's think about things and come back with a, a thoughtful response based on some data and, and, and back it up that way. So I just wanted to give him a lot of credit. And again, I recommend you folks go check that out in the suburb. It is a great, great article and uh, well worth highlighting for folks who are, are looking for good content. We've talked about it. One of the, uh, well, two actually of our friends in the uh, Patreon Slack had come on and talked about how great the chat was and the, and, and the talk was compared to some of the other silly stuff going on in uh, the last show of the, the, the live show of the season. And um, I just want to make sure that we highlight that there are other great places that have have stuff as well. It's a little harder to find, but when those people do it, I think they deserve a little bit of reward for for putting good content together. Unlike Case, but you had one you liked too, Case in in the Reddit, well, yeah, right? and I already brought it up. I, we already went through that guy, but um, do you remember who it was that posted it? You see, yeah, I, I already did this. Did you say his name? Did you say his name? <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Okay, UCLA the mock. All right. Um, no, but this is maybe a bit hyperbolic, right, so. but it does feel sometimes like short of cloning Bill Belichick and uh, hiring like him for every position, mm-hmm. uh, coach and head coach position, that there's no possible way that you can hire somebody in Detroit and not have outrage. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 really something. It's it's very it, it, it reactive. It feels that way, and and maybe like I said, I, I'm I'm being maybe a little hyperbolic, but it does just it 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 almost doesn't matter who it is. People are going to find the worst thing about them, the worst year they had as a coach, the worst anything, and yeah. let me let me pull out another make one. that the thing that they take away from the situation. Yeah. I want to pull out another one from Twitter. This guy and and check him out at Kenny G Season S Z N right at Kenny G S Z N on Twitter. He had a really really good one. And again, it's against. And it's not that I'm a I'm a look. I I am a contrarian many times, but I'm not just saying this because to drive against the narrative. But I think this is somebody who's gone and found the data and used it to back up what he's saying um i'm gonna i'm gonna paraphrase a lot of this because there's there's words here it was a, a thread on twitter about three or four tweets i think um basically for those who enjoy the lazy take of matt patricia hiring guys from the patriots because they're friends he went through a bunch of assistants and did the research on you know what how much time they've worked together um prior to detroit uh with bob quinn and matt, matt patricia so we say quarterback coach came from texans Never worked with them. Running back coach from the Bengals. Never worked with them. Wide receiver coach, Boise State. No connections found. Offensive coordinator, Seattle. None. Uh, defensive line coach from Alabama. None. DC from Philly. There was one year they worked together in 04. Uh, special teams coordinator. 15 years ago. <laughs> yeah. Special teams coordinator, Bengals. No connections found. OL coach, UCLA. None. O- offensive line assistant. Uh, zero's coach, six years of player, uh, defensive coordinator, right? It's another Boston College, three years as a superior. So, uh, coaches, uh, Matt Patricia has been a coach for 19 years. And interestingly, you do come across different people in your tenure as a, in right. a business in 19 years. Just, just it, it sounds about, right between, it these, sounds like some people would, would just rather that he doesn't hire anybody he's. Ever, ever had contact right, with, right. which is you know yep. me so, so between 10 assistants they combined have worked with him for six years as a player and four years as a coach split that's between split between 
two guys right. and the player is right. one guy. Um, and, and I just want to use this finishing line. I don't want to insult our, our listeners, right? So that's that's not, it's it's just the kind of gestalt that's out there. Oh, that's just three shows in a row. I said that word. I've got to I got to remove it now. Um, he says, "Keep spewing your crap because you want to complain. You look dumb." <laughs> and I think that's kind of kind of it. The people freaking out about the whole friend hire thing. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Please just stop. It's, can, can, it's not based in anything. Please go look it up. Just look it up and, and, and just confirm that what you're saying is, 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 is real. That's the first step. And if you do that, you'll start looking for other data and you'll start really creating great content that, that people love. People like us love, right? We love to see uh, real good, thoughtful stuff. The, the knee-jerk reaction stuff, it's basically a meme on its own. Right. Um. Just to just to further this point, uh, goalie dude three nine one nine on on the sub, uh, had a post to all people calling Unlin a friend hire. Okay, so yeah, he brings up the fifteen years ago. At that point, Patricia was an offensive assistant. <laughs> yeah. When when Unlin was a defensive coaching assistant, that's not like a they they probably met. But right. I mean, come right. on, come on, guys! Yeah. Seriously, like if, if if you think that amount that that is tantamount to nepotism, you've you've got you've got issues. You got better stuff than I do. <laughs> All right, hey, let's check in. We got a caller here. Caller, why are you calling us and making us broadcast for so long? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Jalen again. I was on last week. Hey, hey, how's it going, brother? Hey, um, I just want to. If we're complaining about people in the sub, I just want to talk about you know it was funny because i was telling case when we started i don't want to complain about people i want to highlight people doing good stuff well we did we 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 inspire people people to do good stuff not be the bitchy people that were bitching about bitchy people right i mean it becomes like a big swirl down the bowl get it off your chest get it off your chest (laughs) i'm i'm just tired of the narrative that they they patricia hired a yes man like we don't even know what Mr. Underland is going to do for the defense. We don't know if he's going to be drawing up like coverages. We don't know. Like we don't know anything about it, honestly. And we should there's be just mad. so much arrogance <laughs> in the sub saying that, Oh, it's Patricia's defense. Um, he just hired a yes man. He's just going to be doing nothing on the side. Like we don't know anything. And the only thing we can really do is sit and wait. Like if we, yeah, suck, that's exactly we suck, what I was going to say. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. all know. You all know that I love to sit on my uh, sit on my thumbs and you know twiddle them and ride as the hard as I can. Paint that fence brown um, <laughs> as you straddle your way down. Yeah, no. I will make a. I will pass judgment on this man when I have seen what he brings to the team. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you're, you're yeah, right. Like, like, like you said, we thought Bevel until probably. Two, three weeks in, we thought it was going to be run first offense, and people on the subreddit complained about it all offseason. Then, like you said, Stafford charted like crazy until he got hurt. So, we don't know anything. I'm, I'm just, I would rather talk about speculation on what we think rather than just having a very pessimistic. Like, Lions fans have a same old Lions fan problem. <laughs> mm. As much as they talk about the team, like, and and I can't I, I, I you're right you're right and I and I dislike it I'm and I'm I'm naturally an optimistic person right so I that's my I don't want to call it a failure but I have to kind of check that as we think about this I want to stay very middle again not too high not too low but the I've rubbed off on you too many times 
Okay, don't tell me that. Uh, I'm now disgusted. <laughs> you were there. You I, know. I, I almost. I, uh, oh, man. Not willingly. Let it happen, Chris. You let it happen. I will never sleep again. Um, the, the idea is that, that there's there's a certain thing that the Lions need to win to to stop that. Right. I totally get. And, and this is something we were talking about in, in the sub too. You, you, as a fan of a team, you have kind of an arc, right? And with Lions fans in particular, because of the extended period with a lack of success, you see people get in it. They get the hope. They feel good. They rise up. They're like, I believe, I believe. And then they start getting the cynical side. And then they become, look, everybody knows Uncle Eddie. Uncle Eddie's the guy that says, oh, you got to, Ford's got to sell the team, never win till the Fords are gone, right? Because they have no more explanations after all this time of being a fan. Why does everybody have an Uncle Eddie? Because everybody knows that old person or older person that's gone through that arc of fandom and just hasn't felt the success of the team. And, and, and the, the arc right now with a team that goes this long is you wind up in that cynical place. You want to get rid of same old Lions fans. You got to win. No, I agree. Oh, yeah. And and that's, I think, the problem. I, I, I can complain about them and feel, you know, frustrated by that stuff. But I get it. I, I know where it comes from and, and why it comes from there. People live and die. Every one of these same old Lions person at one point had lived and died by the Lions. I, I really believe that they have had their, their, their soul invested. Like in the sub, after like probably like a week or two before the season started, people were talking about, Oh, the Lions aren't getting any national respect. Yeah, because they haven't won anything. Like I'm, I'm with you. Like <laughs> I'm in the middle. Like, I, yeah, those I the, the outrage about the lack but... of respect thing it has worn has worn thin on me over the years. Yeah. Oh my god, you talk about the lack of respect, and then next thing you know, they're three, four, and one. Like, of course not. <laughs> and then, and then, and then there's the there's the they were right minority who who believes that every game is rigged against us, and then watch what happened with the Tennessee Titans happen this year. Like you really think that if the league was as rigged as you think it is that the Tennessee Titans would have beaten the Ravens this year. Yeah. It was rigged for the Titans. They wanted somebody else to come in. Right. (laughs) Right. Oh, wait, hold on. I got music for that. Right. But I'll let you guys go. I don't want it. (laughs) No, no. Okay. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Good call. Appreciate it. Have a good night. Yeah, you too. All right. We'll talk to you, bro. All right, so yeah, there's a lot of good content out there. Wanted to say hey to those people and give them um, um, a good shout out and uh, our love for doing that because, in you know, as I said, anyone can get to the same alliance place. You can get there and be there and and, and do that, and, and and I understand why you're there, but um, for us, you know, reporting on the team, watching the team, covering the team, that kind of thing, that's no place to be. You know, being where Carlos is is no place to be for a reporter. It's great for clicks, but that's not what we're after. I mean, of course we're after clicks, but we're not going to do it artificially. We've, from the beginning, tried to be honest and, and real in what we do. So we appreciate people who maybe stay outside of the crazy zones on either end and, and kind of focus on what, what does the data tell us and where is this team at? And that's what we're going to try to do for you. <laughs> By doing that, you can support that and support us doing that. Uh, you know how? You go to fanatics.detroitlions.com. Why would you do that? Because you want to get yourself that Lions jersey because you're not a same old Lions person. Or if you want to get a Lions jersey to burn because you are a same old Lions person, support the podcast. 
They kick back a little money every time you do that. You just go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com or you can use the link on the website. Take you over there, set a little cookie on your uh, browser, and they say, you know what? We're not keeping all the profits. We're giving it to Chris and Case because those are the coolest guys on the internet. So help out the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. Any kind of, not just Lions, any kind of sports gear, any team, any sport, college, professional, it doesn't matter. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Thank you all for supporting us by using that link. All right. Um, I think we want to talk about the senior bowl a little bit. We've done some chat about the free agency. We've done a little bit of draft chat. We had a two talk to a talk. People are still milking. And that's the thing that gets me the idea for a little, like for a, for a hot minute, right? There's this idea that we're going to take two at three. Ah! And then there's a couple of people still holding on to it, but that was quickly cat quashed. People are still milking that as a story these days. It kills me that they would even it's like, come on guys. It's like saying, you know, your 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 eyebrows are on fleek today. Get 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 with it's it's 2020. Get with us, okay? All right, anyway. <laughs> uh I want to talk a little bit about the senior bowl because a couple of people a couple of people have mentioned it in the uh the chat. We've got this sweet uh banner back there. Big banner that's gonna go up behind us on Radio Row. We have a ton, a ton of interviews coming your way from the Senior Bowl. We will be there live. Uh, it's going to be Riz, Sandman, and myself. Case, unfortunately, is a hard-working man in the 70s porn circuit, so he's got to do his... <laughs> he's got he's to stay there in the studio and get some some humping done. But uh, <laughs> you guys got to watch YouTube. The, the, the audio people, you got to at least check it out because you can see some of the visual jokes that we, we got going on now. But um, <clears throat> yeah, we'll be down there. We've got a whole number of Lions staff that we've got on, on docket for interviews. We've made requests and, and are, are lining those up. Um, Players from the Senior Bowl, whole number of them, and they and they rotate down Radio Row through the whole time. We are there. You know, Sirius XM is going to be there. We're there too, and we're your favorite guys. We're going to give you that Lions viewpoint on how that works. Again, Riz, myself, Sandman on the scene, giving you the live stuff. We will also have the sweet cameras and uh, give you guys some real high quality stuff of all those interviews. We're going to broadcast those live on the YouTube. So we're not going to be able to do announcements because the schedule is going to be a little bit flexible, a little bit in flux. So while we're there, if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, make sure you hit the the bell because that's going to tell you when we go live and you'll see Patricia. If we, if we get the Patricia interview, we're looking, we're we're talking about Bob Quinn. We're talking about the whole slew of Lions coaches and as well, of course, a number of players as well, but we're going to have some great draft data, some great team data and information for you throughout the week as we do our interviews it's going to be uh it's going to be some really really good stuff and uh it's stuff that you're going to want to kind of pocket and think about as the draft goes on this is going to be a great senior bowl for detroit it's gonna have the best coverage that you've seen just yet so uh make sure get subscribed let it know and we're going to go crazy with uh the 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 videos like i said they're going to pop on throughout the day at you know unannounced times it's just going to be Boom, we showed up with someone big, and you're going to want to know that we're doing that. So, Senior Bowl coverage starting next week. Case woke up in time so that I, this we could get this podcast done this week, and I can start packing all the equipment because it's a lot to haul. I, I, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Case, we've got to get you down there next year. We've really got to get you uh, some freedom. And uh, is this, look, I know, I know. Living and eating is important, too. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> We'll do this sometime. All right. Let's talk about important dates in the NFL. We hit a couple last week, but let's not forget the Shrine Bowl this weekend. No longer the Shrine game. Uh, I'll be there. I'll be doing some coverage. I'll be in the NFL suite. I'm going to see if I can get the NFL Network talent uh, to do a quick hey 
for us. Uh, if not, um, we'll still have coverage from up there. Look at some of the players down there. Uh, also, then, the Senior Bowl all next week will be on site. Radio Row will be uh, down there. We've got some a uh, couple of video cameras working. We're going to do some, some definitely super 4K high-def stuff for you guys. Uh, a lot of video that we'll be able to use going all the way through to the draft process. So good stuff there. Great coverage. Also, um, you have the Scouting Combine, February 24th through the 2nd. Uh, free agency begins on March 18th. Remember, the 16th through the 18th, they can begin negotiations with those players who will be unrestricted free agents. And March 29th through April 1st is the league meeting in Palm Beach. Do you want to do that one, Case? It's close to Key West. You could drop in for the meeting and then cruise down to your, your happy like place. like the, the week they have all the elderly nude people in Key West? No, that's New Year's <laughs> Eve with a, the oh, big okay. stiletto drop. But <laughs> that is that. Uh, the 29th of March through April 1st is, oh, I said that. Oh, April 23rd through the 25th, the NFL draft in Lost Wages. Uh, going to be a good time. Uh, we will do our live shows again. That's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have great coverage. We'll have, again, every year we, we up the ante. We bring more. We will do that again. And uh, you can take part in some great stuff. We will have our draft party. So be there May 1st through the 11th. There will be two three-day rookie mini camps that happen in that period. And they have to get scheduled. But all teams have that opportunity. So those are the dates coming up between now and the beginning of May. What's the one that you're most excited for, Case? Mm. Well, I mean, my two, my two off-season dates are always uh, the opening day of free agency and the, dra- and the first day of the draft. Like, those are just... I mean, I don't think anything beats either of those for me. So now having said that and planning, at least at this point to be going down to, uh, or down for me, uh, to Detroit, um, again in, you know, August, July, August, whenever training camp live party time. I mean, I mean, it's, we gotta, I mean, I gotta play it by ear, but I mean, I'm certainly, I'm certainly planning on it. So it was a good time, right? I'll show you a good time. I don't think you will. (laughs) I really don't think you will. Uh, Okay, cool. (laughs) Sounds like fun. Uh, See, Geek, you want to get any tickets to anything? It's not just sports. It's everything. Ticks, T-I-X, not DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Use that. Help us out. Same thing as the other ones. It's a uh, great link. They give us a kickback. Ticks, T-I-X, not SeatGeek.com. And use that Lions promo code. You get 10 bucks off. Your first purchase, Lions, L-I-O-N-S. Anytime you buy your tickets and you'll get those $10 off. It's a good deal. All right. Case, was there anything else that we want to talk about? Did we did we get through everything? I think we got in, through everything, but boy, I am woof. In a short hour and a half? I mean, that was it. Was it really only an hour and a half? It felt like a lot longer. <laughs> it is a little longer than an hour and a half. Um, I should grow my beard back. Yeah, I've thought about it. I had to kill it for work, but... um. Like I said, there's a the change yeah, in the air. There's a lot of salt with that pepper. Yeah, well, I was I, I was I was humming the just for men tune <laughs> to myself. I just learned. Okay, here's a little random piece of trivia that is about as useless as it could possibly be. Um, the dude who wrote the theme song to Saint Elmo's Fire also wrote the uh, Gillette "The Best a Man Can Get" song from the from the old Gillette commercials. Really. Yeah. I don't care. 
<laughs> See, I told you it's about the most useless <laughs> trivia fact this is I have ever come up with. Deep knowledge. <laughs> See, that's where you dive deep in the deep hole with case. Um, someone T bracket. Great point. This should be our very best draft. I, I I get it, man. I am with you. This is really, really. Thank you about the age for before beauty comment. I, I need more of that. In my life. Um, this is. I mean, obviously, we know it is a must win year. Um, the ultimatum's been given to Bob Quinn and, and essentially Matt Patricia as well. Um, this is going to be one of the most interesting drafts for the Lions in a long time. The, the the real possibility. You know, people always remember last year, oh, we should trade down, we should trade down. You don't just get to, right? You don't right, just get to right. decide that on your own. Right. Someone has to want to trade up. But holy cow, the ability to, the real ability to trade down draft day is going to be exciting. I mean, so... And, and, and I don't want, again, I just want to put this out there. I don't want people to freak out, but I want them to be surprised. What if you saw the Lions trade down twice to pick up a whole number of picks first round and second round? Well, you know I'm with that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just don't. This is going to be an amazing draft to watch. This is going to be great. Uh, Ryan has got great stuff here. Case, I can smell your mom's milk on your breath. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I I I hate Cheers. the I hate the hits on me, but I gotta tell you, I love the hits on Case. <laughs> so if I were to solicit, uh, anyway, no, that's it. I, I think, uh, guys, thanks all in the in the uh, chat. Audio listeners on the podcast, thank you so much. This is obviously always going to be an audio first stuff, but the, the video component brings us something a little extra that we can do and, and have fun with. So please don't feel left out. If you do, you can check it out on the YouTube as well and uh, have fun with us in, in, in that way. But a, we will never forget or leave our audio folks behind. You're all you're all good people. All right, remember, the show needs your involvement. And this is going to be the end for the week. Use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback. It helps us stay number one. Remember, also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Um, it's again, I'm not, I'm people have called in. I, I didn't pay them. They're paying me to come on and say that uh, it's, it's the most intelligent chat on the internet. I, I appreciate them now more than I have ever. It's been a great place to hang out and talk lions and, and we have other stuff. We now have a beer channel. We have a barbecue channel. There's all kinds of other stuff that you can focus on, but the lions chat is, is absolutely mm -hmm. fabulous. A really bunch of great people. And I, I have to call them out. Um, I also just, as a result of some conversations today, I have to say we're reporting live from the Wisco Boiler Studio. There we go. Okay. Check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. Join the best Instagram account that has never posted a single thing. That's Detroit Lions podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see case. Swipe and write. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. Call us on the Lions line, 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. And, of course, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we roll up into your ears automatically. Quick question. What's a Slack? Slack is an application. It's like a chat room, but it's uh, it's kind of controlled who's in and who's out. Uh, just to refer back to the, the people from the chat. It's a Lots great place to hang out. Uses, things uh, like that. Yep, 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 yep. A uh, great place to go to have uh, chats, and it's it's a really, really good application. It's also at slack.com. There you go. <laughs> Jeremy's laughing, Wisco. All right, thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. <laughs>
big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.